0: Bam bam, 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 breaking news. <laughs> nope, nothing. Uh, Kirk and Josh Bow here with uh, a late uh, Saturday morning edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Josh, how are you?
1: I am doing good. I got nine plus hours of sleep without any dogs in the bed for the first time ever last <laughs> night. Uh, and I feel like the fucking Incredible Hulk right now. It is... <laughs> It is amazing what the simple act of uninterrupted sleep for an extended period of time can do to the human body, but uh, I'm living the life. sounds like the impossible dream.
0: It does. (laughs) It does. Knucklehead Huck. I went to bed at a good time last night. I went to bed at 1030. Huck, because I've been staying up, not quite as late as you, but late. Huck pawed me in the face at 245 a.m. It was like, it's go time. I'm like, ugh. And oh, I and man. you know, I try to get him to go back to bed, but it just it, it just didn't happen. And much like nothing happening, wow, professionals, you know, about one in the morning east coast time, you and I have been more or less on you know medium alert since the NBA went live with free agency uh, at about six p.m. eastern, five p.m. central, and it has been a steady drip of stuff. I believe that the tampering allegations against the Bucks must have spooked teams enough to where no one wanted to be the like 6.01 p.m. Eastern <laughs> deal. Uh, it, was, it was just unlike things we've had in years past, which, you know, free agency is fun in the sense that it's a collective uh, experience, kind of like the finals or whatnot, where the people who spend too much time online get together and proceed to guffaw at everything that happens. And, you know, in the NBA at large, a lot happened. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are forming the, um, what was it? You, you know comic book stuff better than me, but the Sentinels who tried to, who, who the robots who were supposed to like fight the X-Men. Uh, that, that's basically what yes. the Detroit Pistons are, is a bunch of tall dudes who are marginally skilled. Uh, and past that, it's a bunch of weird stuff. You know, Dwight Howard, uh, f- uh farted into the wind and became, uh, briefly was, said he was a Laker and then waffled back and is apparently a 76ers now. Good luck to those idiots. The, the Lakers signed, uh, Harrell from the Clippers, which is weird, but probably a, a Harrell, uh, really interesting, uh, commentary on his own value which i is accurate he if he might have gotten paid too much to go be bad at another team so i think that's particularly interesting and then the mavericks did one thing uh they used three million dollars three ish million dollars of their mid-level exception uh to sign trey burke to a three-year deal which is very team friendly um we should talk about that real quick but beyond that it's been a lot of bleh is that about right
1: yeah, I don't know if it's bleh in the sense that I don't know I don't know what well,
0: else there wasn't there was, much to do.
1: Well, yeah, what no, there wasn't I what was supposed what was supposed to happen tonight is kind of my point is I don't I don't know what else was supposed to happen besides what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um they just didn't have a lot of, you know, we could get I, I don't know when do we get into it, but there's reasons why they can't do a lot of things right now. And, uh it's not related to what happened this off season, it's related to last summer, but that's yeah. okay. Um but yeah, I don't know I don't know. Uh, The only one that's like really stung me was uh, uh, Jeremy Grant leaving Denver, going to Detroit. Obviously, the money that he got, it was like, what was it like three for 60? Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. Way more than Dallas could have paid. Right. But in my brain, I just assumed like he's a perfect fit in Denver. I just never it never crossed my mind that he was a guy that was going to change teams. And he's he is the dream fit next to Kristaps in the front court, uh, and, but you know there's just there's nothing the Mavericks could have done. Just an unlucky, you know, if this was last summer, maybe they would have, you know, who who would have known? But that one hurt me just because I was not expecting him to leave Denver. But I even mean, if the Mavs Denver, by the has, way, yeah, that's a heart that's a heartbreaker. Uh, not necessarily criticizing the Mavs, just just in general because yeah. I just yeah. like I like him. But you want some. Semi-breaking news: It looks like uh, Stephen Adams is on the move to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So that just happened. That's interesting. So I guess OKC is really trying to get uh, Cade next summer. I think that's the goal, right? Yeah, For
0: them. Uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be real bad because yeah. Stephen Adams, despite his sort of limited like box uh, counting stats functionality. Steven Adams is a m- very large man capable of playing good defense, setting great screens, rebounding the ball and being an incredible quote. Uh, easy he, there's there's a lot going for him. I mean as far as the Mavericks are concerned, I think we should just kind of kind of talk about them too, you know, cuz this is <laughs> we should the, talk about the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean it, it it trickles down because you know there were some options with what could happen with the Mavericks. uh, But the simple fact is that the mid-level exception and not much else, because if they want to do something else, they have to move someone who's on the roster. And we, we need to go back to draft night to talk about the fact that, that Josh Richardson may well have been their key off season acquisition. And that, should be praised we did talk about it a little bit on the podcast the other night but i was super tired and i wasn't really at a good like headspace to really you know kind of game theory it out but josh richardson i said this in our slack today the mavericks went from having a problem of who is going to start in the sense of oh my gosh the mavericks have three guys who should start and the other two what is what are they going to do to the question of who are the Mavericks going to start? They have six to seven guys who could fit in a plug and play and work. So, you know, why don't, why don't you take it from there?
1: Yeah, because with Richardson, um, you presume, presumably he, Josh Richardson is going to start. Uh, he's their probably their best three and D, uh, perimeter player uh, on the roster right now. No, no offense to Dorian Finney Smith. Um, but then you, the theoretical best lineup is you know Luca, THJ, Josh, Dorian, and KP. But you know KP's not going to play till January. Do the Mavericks want to go back to playing two bigs when with Dwight presumably going to be ready at the start of the season? Do they want to put Dwight back in? Do they want to start Maxing KP? And if so, like who goes to the bench? Because I would imagine it's not Richardson. They didn't. I don't think they traded away. You know, traded Seth to to get another bench guy I think they got they wanted him to start you know you're not you're not bringing Hardaway off the bench because we already saw what that looked like last season and that's a disaster like is it Dorian Dorian which you know on paper makes sense but it's like man that dude gave you everything he had last season and his reward for that being <laughs> you're not starting anymore that's a rough deal uh but yeah but that's that's a good problem to have right
0: yeah yeah and I'm you know, we're, this is going to be my focus, what I'm about to say. I talked about it the other night, but it's just going to be my focus because I don't think it's something that anyone in the NBA is talking about right now because everyone's focused on the individual transactions. A 72-game season compacted into less time than they would have played 82 games means that in a league where more and more teams are really concerned about limiting minutes on players bodies, limiting games, having people who do not suck and can <laughs> play basketball is a value. And right now as I look at what the Mavericks have put together between, you know, the signing of Trey Burke, which we're going to get to, these draft picks, their uh kind of two-way deals, I'm really really excited I, I can't stress that enough that that there's going to be guys who are going to get opportunities that they might not have gotten in a normal 82 game year because of what's happening or rather what's not happening with the g league and the fact that that you know dallas isn't going to want to play lucas 72 games doubt like uh, chris as we should be thrilled as a fan base if they get 55 games out of him because he just doesn't play that much uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting a little bit older. Maxi Kleba, nobody likes to hear this, is getting a little bit older. Dwight Powell's coming off of an Achilles tear.
1: Ah, oh, breaking news. Kurt. Sorry, Uh, OKC is trading James Johnson to the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Hey, James <laughs> Johnson is a, <laughs> That's big, a, move. That's a good move. It's a, Not only is it a good move, but our friends at, at uh, Locked On Mavs kind of targeted him as a guy that they said would be a a you know a great bodyguard of sorts for the mavericks uh that you don't want to call a a guy who does mma fighting a goon because that's just stupid but but james johnson is one bad motherfucker um very simply put uh let's talk about him and and in in just a second as we we kind of process our thoughts but that that's that's sort of what what i what i mean in the fact that that just having bodies is going to be extremely important for this mavericks team because Even if you have 15, 17 guys, because, I mean, I think both G League guys are technically going to be allowed to be called up at at whatever motion, people are going to get minutes. And Dallas right now has a lot, a lot, a lot of playable guys. And that that should be really exciting for a team that is hoping to make a playoff run. Yeah, they
1: need horses. Uh, Like, do you remember that lockout season in 2012? Like, man, that Mavericks team, it felt like they limped to the playoffs uh, with that older roster and i think that was okc's year that was like miami had a really good year cuz that you know that was still the primes uh of lebron and, and somewhat wade and bosch but like i remember okc just running through that regular season uh with harden and and westbrook and durant all in their primes so mm-hmm. you're right like they're just going to need they're going to need bodies and even if luka wanted to play, like, he's I hate to say it, but like he gets, he's starting to have a little trend line of he kind of gets hurt, so uh, he gets bumps and bruises. So he like he, you have to almost pencil him in for maybe missing a couple games to an ankle tweak or or hurting his wrist or you know something like that. So you know, having guys like Richardson and Green and having a Tyrell Terry, like having these really young legs, uh, just to throw in there and see hope for the best and at the very least you know like you know with a delon Wright and a and a justin jackson who you're kind of like what are we even getting from them like at least with like a josh green and a tyrell terry with josh green you're getting like hey at least that's an explosive athlete hey at least terry can shoot the hell out of the ball like you know like they can throw some guys in there that have something if that makes sense yeah, um, no it really does and kirk right. speaking of delon Wright and justin jackson not doing much those are the two players they are training for James Johnson.
0: Wow. Delon Wright,
1: they did it. The evil is defeated.
0: Wow.
1: This is this is your night. Do you have anything to say Kirk acceptance speech here?
0: Well, moving off of Delon Wright, I said this earlier today In all seriousness, if if they're it, it kind of I guess it depends if Dallas is giving up something else down the line, which they they still could, but moving away from Delon Wright and from Justin Jackson and not giving up one of their draft picks in this year's draft yes. is high art. It is Donnie Nelson being unbelievable with what he did in the sense of, of Justin Jackson might be a bottom five player in the NBA. DeLon Wright still has some value. I just think he needs to be in a new situation. I I didn't really. I, I looked at the log today. DeLon Wright started the first game, started the third game, and that was two of his five starts the yeah. whole year. Like DeLon, he just wasn't. I, I, I misremembered that.
1: Yeah, he got. I mean, I don't. I don't want this to sound too inflammatory, but he got ricked.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's not his fault. Hmm. So, so God, yeah, I'm I'm getting all these messages in Slack from another one that I'm in. Uh my my, my friends are Seth Part now just sent me a message. Oh my god, you must be so happy. Um what what I am is I had kind of bunkered down and was ready to go to bed, and that ain't happening. Uh so but you know what? Good reason. We should be really we should be really, really excited. So let's let's start at the bottom and then work our way towards these as as we uh build up. So at about 9 30 eastern because that's where i live uh there was an announcement that the mavericks signed uh who did they sign what's wrong with me um
1: oh, trey burke
0: yeah trey burke good lord i wrote the article uh signed trey burke to a three-year deal 10 million dollars i find that deal to be as team friendly and as optimistic as i am like that's just an incredible deal because he had a great Siri, he had a great uh, end to 2018-19 with the Mavericks uh, during that that 25 or so game stretch after he was moved from the Knicks. And then he came in, rejoined the Mavericks in the bubble, and played very well in the playoffs. He is a Rick Carlisle-type player in that he has a limited skill set who the Mavericks are just going to squeeze every inch of ability from. Guy can't go left to save his life, but whew, there were some clips. House of Mavericks. Uh, House Mavericks Twitter account showed this one uh, layup that he took Kawhi Leonard to the basket on today in the playoffs where I'm just like, oh my gosh, that guy earned himself money right then. Yes. Uh, yes. You know what you i talking about where he like goes middle. It was, oh gosh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how much time he gets in the lineup because now the Mavericks have a bit of a, a too many, too many solid players problem, but he's going to be a weapon. And, and that's, that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, and it's you know when you think about you know Delon is now gone. Uh, they he kind of the fact that he kind of did what they probably wanted Delon to do, um, and he is barely on the team. Like that kind of said it all. And he just he's perfect. The skill set is perfect, like you said. He is the type of player with the skill set that Rick just squeezes all the blood from the stone. Um, in terms of a guy that can handle the ball, can shoot. And can can work his way around in a pick and roll. Uh, the Mavericks, got I mean, how many guys have they had in the last five, six, seven years that they just absolutely get as much out of? Seth Curry, you know, hell, Raymond Felton on a bigger scale, Monte Ellis, um, all these guys that they get that can dribble and score in the pick and roll and can shoot a little bit. They just they find a way to work. JJ Barea, the. the the prime example of this. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with this and they honestly kind of needed it because, you know, Brunson, I, you, I know you're different on Brunson than I am. Uh, I still like Brunson, but Brunson isn't this kind of, it's, you know, Brunson can score, but like, I don't know, Burke has just a little bit more pop off the bounce, uh, and maybe a little bit more range, and a little bit more versatility in his scoring in terms of being able to shoot off the dribble. Brunson's a little bit more methodical of a player, I think. And Burke is like, throw him out there, fifteen minutes. He's gonna get you some. You know, he's gonna get you some baskets in the way the maps play offense. So uh, they really need that because their bench uh, didn't really have a guy like that. And especially you know when Brunson got hurt. Um, so and at the very least, he's Brunson insurance if they do want to make a bigger trade and trade Brunson and uh so yeah i'm I'm totally cool with this,
0: yeah, so it seems the Wright is heading to Detroit as part of a three team trade with Oklahoma City and the Mavericks uh obviously, Trevor Reza is apparently also coming to the Mavericks, which I have no idea how what? that happens, but if that's the case um it, it's it's there oh jeez this is this is too much, does um, Reza stay? I mean, I don't know if they can afford him. His deal is expensive. This, this doesn't, this doesn't track for me unless they're kind of like finally going over to the cap. Um, it, it, there seems to be like multiple, multiple, multiple things going on, which is why we all love this night. You know, we started off complaining about how it was super boring. And then within five minutes of the podcast, uh, all of this stuff is, is going down. And this is, this is pretty exciting. Um, Uh
1: Uh, now I'm wondering. So, James, you bring in James Johnson and you bring in Trevor mm-hmm. Rita. If they stay on the roster, you know, is Josh Green gonna play? Or... It's
0: incredible you asked me that. A friend of the pod, uh, not gonna name his name, but just ac- actually sent me this message saying, <laughs> Is he gonna play? <laughs> This is this is wild. I remember pining for Trevor Ariza like six years ago. Trevor Ariza has been in the league longer than Dirk Nowitzki. I I don't know how to cope with this sort of thing. Wait, um, what? No, it just it feels like he's, oh, he's okay. never been. It, it just I feel like he's been in the league for a thousand years.
1: Didn't he sneak in as like one of the last high school guys drafted? I,
0: I I just remember him being on the like one of the like like the 2009 Lakers title team, which was 11 years ago. So yes. it's just like what is what is happening. So this is this is nuts. Uh, Kevin O'Connor said on a Ringer podcast that he put money on the Mavs for the title a couple days ago, and not to be not, not to go Dalton Trigg on on what everybody, but what right now? this is nuts, man. This is this is a fire team. They have a lot of options and a lot of like like just a lot of options to do things, and this this should be really exciting. I mean, let's. Let's 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 pivot to to James Johnson real quick. Who, during the playoffs, it was very clear that the Mavericks needed someone to be a a, a bull to be the guy who would do some fighting. Kristaps Porzingis tried to be that guy and got ejected for it, and might have cost the Mavericks the series. And it was incredible that KP did that, but that should never be a thing he has to do. Right? Uh, it's kind of a
1: joke that he was the only one that really did that.
0: And they're you know there this is this is pretty nuts um because he's if there there's like four guys in the league who I would have asked for and I remember you know I, I I referenced Nick and Isaac earlier I remember kind of saying well the Mavericks are never gonna do do a deal with Gerson Rosas up in Minnesota well I didn't even know that James Johnson was in Oklahoma City so that shows you how many like things have have happened um yes. and I'm now being told that, that is is james johnson even going to be on the maps this is there's just so many things happening what in the world but J- if i kind of do hope it is james johnson uh that that stays with the maps uh, just because of, of this sort of thing he's if the most it,
1: interesting of the of him and ariza mm-hmm. if one of them I mean, does
0: both are incredible like yeah. I, I, take either of them and add this to this this kind of burgeoning Wing depth chart, and, yeah. and you you look at the maps and you just get excited at the optionality. I mean, Rick Carlisle must be like like a gleeful mad scientist who finally found supplies.
1: Yeah, I guess. So he only played thirty two games last season. He only played fifty five in the season before that. He's thirty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm so flabbergasted because I just have not. He's not on my radar, so I'm just trying to figure out does he what he has left in the tank and that will help me figure out is this a move to set up another move or is this who they wanted like uh i'm just trying to figure that part out my brain is kind of racing through because he was just like in terms of like hey who, kirk i've said this a million times i'm bad at trades i cannot think up of a fancy trades i'm very bad at that me so too would,
0: yeah we both are
1: the possibility of James Johnson being on the Dallas Mavericks did not enter my mind until I saw the tweet. So I am I'm trying to figure it out.
0: Like well, what do you think? And, and and there's another added point to this that that the Mavericks now have a lot of expiring contracts. Yeah. Um getting off of Delon Wright was very interesting because he still has two more years left on his deal. Justin Jackson, this was his final deal or final, final year of his deal. There's there's just and I, I, we're, we're probably going to have to circle back tomorrow and really talk about what this all means. Once we get it together. Um, realistically we should have waited two hours, but I just don't know if I can keep doing this into the middle of the night. So man, I, I, I think what we, what we do is, is we, we kind of close off for now, come back tomorrow. And, and once the dust is settled and really try to reanalyze this with, with fresh faces and, you know, we 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 came into this podcast saying, "Oh man, this is boring," but we feel good about the Mavs. And after you know twenty minutes later, this is no longer boring, and we still feel good to great about the Mavs. Is that about right?
1: Yes, I would say that is about right. And
0: and I mean, they're, they're just in they're in a position to do something, yeah, and that.
1: Kirk, I don't know why I got a sneaking feeling that one one of these two guys is not going to be on the team in December.
0: Seems right. Yeah, yeah. There's something happening between now and then. I mean, I don't know who that. You know, Woj is still reporting all these things, and it's it's somebody <laughs> it was uh some one some one of so one of the people I follow said, "Wow, this is like a fan sided trade article come to life." <laughs> it really is. fourteen four team trade? Four team trades don't happen. The last yeah. one I remember is Sean Marion in like 2008
1: that's the kind of stuff that like when our i mean it wasn't the covington trade last year fourteen team trade at
0: mm-hmm. the deadline
1: i think that was but <laughs> this is the kind of trade that like when our friend dalton or someone on our someone in our mentions it's like hey you know they could do this i'm just like and you you're know, not I'm what talking about. yeah well i'm a dumbass
0: this is incredible. Okay, we need to actually, being editors of a website, we need to actually go help our, our teammates and figure <laughs> out what we're going to post because this is just a riot. I think we'll come back tomorrow night and talk a little bit more because it seems like there's just going to be more to talk about. You know, reactions, everything on there. Thank you for listening to this in real time, guys. This was fun. This has been Josh Bow and Kirk Henderson, and we will be back probably sooner rather than later. Everybody have a good night.